guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is hello hello you're still here i i am still here and uh, i'm gonna be here for uh presumably decades upon decades upon yes. decades yes absolutely we, well we All know right. that um so what's uh what, what's new what's going on in, in your life well um so i have something that i i purposely it actually just happened this morning so i really didn't get the chance to tell you until right now but i had a bit of a paranormal experience this morning what yes you're holding out on me we just sat here and shit for like 45 minutes about leo shout out to leo but uh... (laughs) if we had if this had happened yesterday you would have known already but the (laughs) fact that it happened this morning and i knew we were recording uh tonight like i just kind of i I understand keeping secrets now (laughs) right right right. so um i i am not sleeping lately for obvious reasons and um i have a tendency to get up in the middle of the night kind of a lot and uh I got up this morning at about 3 a.m., and the dogs were still sleeping, which is an important aspect of the story, and I uh, went into the front room. So we cage our dogs at night, right? And um, they kind of sleep in the back room of the house. Uh, Our bedroom's in the middle. I was sitting in the front room of the house, right? And uh, I was reading a book. It was about 3 a.m., and out of nowhere, I hear this voice say i don't know what but it was it was it was it it kind of caught me off guard but it was like it was like if a voice was like potato chips or like something really random (laughs) but like well pronounced right like it wasn't necessarily garbled but it just kind of was so unexpected i was in the middle of the reading it was three in the morning and it caught me off guard and i like startled and i jumped and the dog started going ape shit oh so I got up, I went to the uh, back of the house. Um, I have an ADT alarm system. So I disarmed the alarm, let the dogs out. The dogs immediately started scratching at the at the uh, like sliding glass door, which is right by where they sleep. I let the dogs outside. Um, the dogs made a sweep of the backyard in both sides of the house and then came back to the sliding glass door. All right. So it wasn't like, sometimes when you let them out, they just kind of like run. Right. And then, you know, take a shit or whatever. Like they were clearly looking for something. They came back in the house and then they did another. They they swept the entire house. And then one of the dogs went and slept next to my wife in the bedroom. And then the other dog came by me and uh, sat down next to me where I was reading and went to sleep. Huh. And it was super bizarre. I have no like. I almost like the I I almost want to say and and this isn't necessarily like a paranormal explanation but it's still a really weird explanation. We have a um an uh Alexa back there. Okay. Like the like the oh. fuck. Yeah, you just set <laughs> mine up. <laughs> we have an A back there. And mine's um, not connected to the internet and she's still going. She won't shut the fuck up. Right. I have one up here where I, where I record, we have a dot, but that one down yeah. there is like the flats, the little screen one where you can look at like, you know, it just gives you like a data redown shit. So, um, it was almost like it came from that, even though there was no stimuli, there was nothing that should have triggered it. Like, yes, I was awake, but I was like quietly reading. It's not like I was reading to myself or anything. Like I was, I was like, you know, a hundred feet away in a different room reading to myself in complete silence yeah and there was nothing on in the other rooms or are there tvs on in your house no, there's no tv on so nothing okay. nothing was on nothing was on i don't there's not even like really lights on like i think i probably had the only house 
uh, only light in the house on where I was at. Um, but yeah, just just totally came on and said, and and it, that now that's what it could have been. All right. However, now this is something that like this kind of thing happens like every once in a while, and um, where I want to say one time I woke up to like like a, a fucking like maniacal laughter like <laughs> and then like the dog started going rawr, rawr, like the dog started freaking out and i was like what the fuck was that and i get up and i let the dogs out and the dogs like you know fucking sweep the house and then we'll kind of like come back to me you know and then i'll be like i don't know what to tell you and then we all just go to bed you know so yeah man i don't know if like now so- here's the thing <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I now I would never claim anything else as far as like my house being haunted. Like, I've never gotten vibes that it was or ghosts or anything. I don't feel creepy here. I actually feel I feel like probably safer than I've ever felt anywhere else. Um, and that might be because I now own firearms and fucking attack dogs, um, and have an alarm system. <laughs> yeah you know there's quite a few barriers between me and the outside world um but yeah that you know what that it happens every once in a while so okay so hold on let's back up a little bit sure what do you think it said because you do you think it said potato chips or no 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 no. i i I don't know what it said but it, it wasn't if it was a word it couldn't have been more than two three syllables um you know, obviously, A has a very distinct female voice, especially if you're someone that owns one. You know what the fuck that voice sounds like. Yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it was that. I don't. It didn't sound like her voice. And usually, when she does talk to you, it's predated by like a doo doo, or you know what I mean. When she talks forever, right? Usually. Yeah. So I don't know what would have triggered that. There would have been no stimulus. Um, I don't know if it was maybe a hacker dropping in or someone dropping in um you know like all this fucking guy is just reading no not not necessarily i mean here's the thing is that like you can drop in on people with those and you can all you have to do is disable it so that they can't um but sometimes you have to block certain people i don't know if you can just do like a general block but there could be somebody uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, you know, and the thing is, is that it, I want to say that it's, it's not the first time that it's happened, but it doesn't happen a lot. And it's not super frequent, but it does happen every once in a while. I'd say once every three months or so, once every six months. Okay. But what about the maniacal laughter? I don't think that came from old girl. I, that's, see, now that's the thing is that like, that's happened. That's what we call, we call her old girl. So it doesn't activate. <laughs> there you go um no but it could be that could be uh that could be the point of entry if it's not if it's not paranormal if it's not some kind of ghost or it's not you know myself trying to time travel back or my fucking dead spirit trying to communicate with me from the future or some shit um it, I don't know. It, you know, there there could be the paranormal explanation. I think that you know, there's there's a lack of evidence. There's enough like non evidence to almost suggest that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I think the if if you're gonna say that there's a uh, scientific explanation, I'd say that it's it's potentially someone fucking around via the Alexa. You know what I mean? 
someone in the neighborhood that hacked our Wi-Fi or some shit like that. I don't know. You know. I mean, I don't know. It could have been. I mean, you know, you know what you experienced, but why do you think it would scare the dogs like that? Because it's just a voice in the middle of the night. It wakes them up. Oh, because they were asleep, and maybe right. they got they were confused when they woke up, and they just thought, "Well, I better go check out everything before." They'll do that. Like they're they're very chill for the most part, but it doesn't take a lot for them to go off. And if 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 something like if there's like a bang or like something happens or I don't know, the neighbor like slammed their garbage can lid, and one of them jumps, the other one will jump, and then because the other one jumped, the first one jumps and barks even louder, and then the two of them will tear off in whatever direction the noise came from you know what i mean like they're very alert and like protective they're not like psychos like they don't like eat kids or anything but you're not really sneaking anything past them we had to we had to really train them just to be able to get like doordash delivered without a fucking you know total meltdown you know anytime anyone came to the door or anything because they used to be really bad but they've gotten a lot better uh and they're more chill but they're still very alert and very responsive so their response like that i mean as much as it like i don't i I can't identify the stimuli that's just kind of how they respond to things they they leap into action very quickly very interesting yeah it was it really was and i and i told everyone this morning and my wife was like whatever and just completely like was didn't even want to hear like anything else about it and of course my son was like really what do you think it was they said potato chip and i'm like no (laughs) specifically potato chip but it was something like that it was was like some random word i'm gonna believe that they said potato chip potato chip yeah that's why that's why i feel like it could be like the fucking the the because like the kids next door like named their wi-fi dude ranch it's like a punk house okay or like a metalhead grotto like it's a bunch of kids in a band okay and, like they're all in their early 20s and shit and like i'm really cool with them and like i've partied with them before and stuff and we get along but if they found out a way to like hack my fucking wi-fi or like drop in on my alexa and fuck with me in the middle of the night sorry um i wouldn't put it past them nor would i be terribly upset <laughs> i would actually think it was kind of funny um so there's a part of me that still thinks it might be just like low level you know hacker intrusion or something i don't know it could have been potato chip yeah that they were just sitting there stoned out of their fucking minds at 3 a.m on a sunday and we're like just go drop in and just fucking yell shit you know So that I, I, and honestly, outside of that, I don't know what else to talk about this weekend. That was it. You know, you know what else I want to talk about real quick? Sure. I have had like, um, lots of people hit me on so hit me up on social media lately. Um, not just because of uh, like wishing me well or like whatever like that. Like obviously, there's been that which is super cool. But uh, you know, I had someone like hit me up recently and thank me for talking about sobriety. Oh. Which, yeah, was I was I was really, I thought was very cool, because listeners of the show remember that's something I was talking about well before all this heart shit happened. Sure. Which is good, because uh, it's something I'm going to have to continue practicing afterwards as well. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Um, I just think it's cool when, you know, some, some, some of the times the shit that we talk about on here, we just kind of do it for our own benefit we don't think that it could potentially benefit other people and the fact that somebody was like you know hearing you 
talk about your shit made me feel better about my shit um you know i don't get very many fan letters and they get and and that kind of i don't want to that seems cheesy that i would refer to that because the person just kind of dm me on twitter and we talked a little bit but um yeah i just that was awesome and thank you and thanks to that person for reaching out i'm glad they're doing what they're doing and they're staying strong and uh you know um that's it so (laughs) No, I think that's great. I mean, I, I absolutely agree. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show and and then also, you know, engaging with us. Um, you know, we're actually pretty uh, approachable. <laughs> um, you know, you, um, Pat Pat is also very approachable. Um, you know, I know that you're probably the least approached because I feel like maybe people don't realize how approachable you are just because you don't have like a big social media footprint and and things like that you know what i mean not, I, i'm willing to it's not like i block people they just don't add me which is fine i mean i don't whatever i i, I talked about this last show i'm forever in your shadow and i'm totally fine whatever it does not it does not bother me at all. at all everybody was sad that you weren't at CryptidCon. everybody was looking forward to it and you weren't there and you fucking disappointed everybody that was there so Oh um, lord! They all bought tickets just to come see you. So yeah, okay. Um, you know that's. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, but just in general, like I, I know how it is because I know how, like I felt that way, especially when I started off. You know, I felt like um, all these people, you know, with all these all this research. I mean, it's a little bit different. It wasn't necessarily podcasters uh, or anything, but um, all these authors and researchers and things like that. Sometimes you know, it's it's hard to. Um, remind yourself that you know they're just people and we're just people and um you know that you can just talk to them <laughs> right. you can just talk to them uh some of them will be assholes they say don't meet your heroes but i mean i i kind of disagree you know i say go for it you know you kind of learn you, yeah you get your heart broken sometimes and you find out that some of those people really do suck but um it's really amazing when you find out that that they don't that they are wholesome and genuine and they're exactly what you thought i mean that's that's totally worth all the assholes that that you encounter along the way Mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean you know that's we live for the feedback um jeremiah byron over at the bigfoot society podcast he always says you know <clears throat> one of the greatest gifts that we can get as podcasters and especially in this little niche community is the feedback um you know it's not it's not your donations or purchasing the merch or i mean we love that shit too but like it, you know most of the time it's just hearing what people have to say about it knowing that we affect your daily lives is, is super important to us so you know thank you for you know random stranger for, for for doing that um and everybody else that that has done it and will continue to do it we'd lo- love to see it so um but yeah i i, I mean i'm sure you're just kind of gearing up for you know what's to come um so i didn't really expect that you were partying or anything this weekend how the fuck was your thanksgiving we have, it was it was thanksgiving yeah it was all right you know i uh <clears throat> i made a point to spend a lot of time uh playing board games with the kids and usually when for Thanksgiving, like we go to my mom's and then everyone just kind of sits and stares at their phones or iPads or whatever until it's time to eat. And, um, you know, I brought some card games and, you know, we we played games and we talked and we interacted and I made a point to be very on, you know, um, that's the other thing with like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I people like us is that I think sometimes, you know, especially with me, like sometimes I'm very on and I like people and I like being holding court and being the center of attention and sometimes i want to be left the fuck alone and uh i made it a point this thanksgiving to be very on 
and to be very engaged with everybody and talking and laughing and making jokes and keeping spirits high and everyone engaged. And I wanted to give everyone a good memory uh, just in case things go south. And what also helped was that uh, for Black Wednesday this year, I did not get completely fucked up. Uh, I did go to a Black Wednesday party. Or is Black Wednesday a thing out by you? I think it's a it's kind of a thing everywhere. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. So usually, uh, uh, fellow podcaster and social media aficionado Mike Vanderbilt has a uh, Black Wednesday party, and I uh, didn't have one last year because obviously with COVID it would have been socially irresponsible. Had one this year. Uh, I got there at eight thirty and I left at ten thirty. <laughs> So I made, I was I was in the first wave. I hear it went until six o'clock in the morning. I hear tell from his sister. Um, so I guess you know things went on and got wild and had a good time. But um, you know I don't know. I'm kind of in a weird place right now. Uh, lots of transitions, obviously. And um, I went, and I'm glad I went, and I had a good time. But at the same time, when I got home, I was kind of like I didn't know because I can go to places and have a good time and not drink. Some people, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can legitimately do that. I can be the sober person in the room and like be okay with that. That doesn't bother me, you know? Um, but at the same time, uh, I was just kind of like, well, that was all right, you know, but I wasn't getting fucked up. So I felt like it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, going to, what's a good example, going to taco bell and having a salad or something like just like okay fucking, like, did I, like why did yeah. i do that you know so uh yeah it was just kind of eh. and then when i but then when i when i talked to people afterwards and they were like um yeah we stayed till six in the morning and then i was hung over and puking all day thanksgiving i was like well i'm glad that wasn't me because right. i really made it a point to be with my kids on thanksgiving and uh you know i i'm kind of in the middle of like a franchise reboot i guess and it's kind of depressing, kind of exciting. Um, yeah. And I know some of our listeners can relate. So call and tell us about it. 773-59-WEIRD. Yes. <laughs> Love to see you that don't case. just have to talk about paranormal shit. You can talk about live shit, too. You can talk there's about people out there that seem to really appreciate when I do that. So rock on, y'all. Yeah, fucking talk about anything you want to. If you, if you want a platform to talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about, we'll play 773-599-3473 that's 773-59-WEIRD that's right give it a call and uh you know we'll talk about we'll talk about it i don't know i mean whatever um we do need to start playing these calls um that's my bad i am so disorganized i've had a lot going on you guys um you're gonna get a whole shit ton of me when from me when i'm in the hospital i'll tell you that right now good i hope so (laughs) i'm going to play every single one of them that's going to be one whole episode it's just pat fucked up on (laughs) no i already put the phone number in my cell phone so it's like it's definitely this is not a maybe this is definitely gonna fucking happen i've never called the number either but we will we will definitely um play the collections of you know pat from from the hospital um and you guys will get uh get get to enjoy it as much as i do um but no i i I will be playing them um like i said things have been strange and there's been a lot going on and uh that's not in a bad way um in, in a very good way i've just had a lot of um trying to organize myself a little bit and well that part's not really going well but you know it's whatever it's been 30 years and i've never had my shit together so that's nothing new um but (laughs) you know so how was your thanksgiving so my thanksgiving was it was thanksgiving i mean you know it's it's a lot uh you know on thanksgiving day i don't celebrate i haven't for a long time um and you know we used to when i was a kid we'd go to my grandma's house and 
I have a huge Italian family and, and, uh, you know, there'd be cousins there and, you know, everybody. And, you know, we did the whole family thing. Well, eventually the family got too big because my grandmother ended up having, uh, five kids and then her kids ended up having five kids and their kids had five kids. And, uh, so <laughs> it was just, it was too much for all these people. To Jesus, doesn't house. that make you like the antichrist, like the fifth daughter of the fifth daughter of the fucking fifth daughter? Like, probably, yeah. isn't that prophesized in the Dead Sea Scrolls that you're supposed to like? <laughs> fucking make the stars fall or some shit i thought i thought that was pretty apparent to everybody here but maybe it's not um but no yeah we've i got a big ass italian family and uh anyway so eventually the the family had gotten too large we stopped celebrating in one household so like what it would be is like the the kid like the kids the younger ones anybody that's basically under 21 um would just kind of do their thanksgiving thing with their respective family and then and then hop around town to the other you know family members but uh i moved i moved away from the family um in my teens so i haven't done that in a very long time my grandmother's now passed which was kind of the glue and uh you know once that falls apart it falls apart um but you know then even as an adult um you know i worked jobs that yeah i had to work thanksgiving and so I had just gotten used to, and I didn't really care. You know, my mom, she would celebrate with, um, you know, she's with somebody. She's been with somebody for the past 20 years. So like, I guess my stepdad, but they're not married anyway. Um, she'd celebrate with their family and we were always invited, but I never really wanted to go because I didn't know those people. And, uh, so I just opted to work. And so I've always worked on Thanksgiving, um, until, until very, very recently. And, you know it's been strange so like my mom had also because i usually worked on thanksgiving so my mom would watch my daughter while i worked and made the holiday pay um and you know but since i stopped working thanksgiving she's decided to work thanksgiving and so you know it's been weird i've always had friends and things like that that i could go celebrate with but i don't know what happened to my social life it went down the shitter about two years ago and so (laughs) the past couple years have been very a very strange thing so the past couple of years i opened my home up to you know misfits and nomads who don't have anywhere else to go on thanksgiving i still cook um and people come over and, and they do and they celebrate now we do thanksgiving with my mother um but we have to do it on a different day because she works so um you know that was it was kind of a it's always a weird kind of hard reflective holiday for me and i don't really like it that much but um you know whatever it was okay i mean i did it you know i I got through it and uh i didn't i didn't get blackout drunk on wednesday or thursday surprisingly but uh you know i hung out with some people we ate some food i I watched thanks killing um that was great that's always great um I did. And then just, my weekend. Just the first one and the second one. What's that? Do you watch the first one and the second one or just the first one? Well, there is no second one. There's only the first one and the third one. But. Um... Oh, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, but uh, yeah, no, I, I just watched the first one. Don't fucking watch the third one because that's a piece of shit um but i would never watch it again. Like, I just, I watched it once and I was like, and I watched it for, I did, I was on, um, Oh my gosh, what was I? It was on a podcast when we talked about it. I don't remember, but that was the only time I've ever watched Things Killing Three, and I will never watch it again. Um, but yeah, so then I had my weekend, and you know, my weekend I was hanging out with friends, um, and I was drinking, and I have developed a new phobia, and I don't know how much I should share about it on the show, but fuck, I'm gonna tell you guys anyway. Mm. Um, very juicy stuff. So when I was at CryptidCon, the first night I was there okay i got fucked up let me tell you i got fucked up 
and um i shared a bed with ann and ann woke me up in the middle of the night yelling at me i don't know why but then i realized i slowly realized why it's because i was puking in my sleep everywhere yeah and i was laying face down and puking and so like ann literally saved my life <laughs> and uh you know so i i woke up i was trying to janice joplin myself and then i passed out and went to bed but it kind of scared the shit out of me because you know how many weekends i get fucking drunk and then i i go home by myself and nobody's here and i just I never all the time i do it almost every other weekend you know so now i'm i'm scared no i really do i'm i'm kind of scared to like drink like that if i'm gonna be alone well two things two comments on that number one um that usually is the wake-up call for mo i've never had that happen to me i'm a big bedwetter. well i shouldn't say i'm a big bedwetter, but like if 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 something is gonna if i'm gonna have some kind of nocturnal emission when drinking it's probably gonna be pissed and not vomit i've never thrown up in my sleep thank I, god i don't th- i've never done any I, like i don't even yeah. throw up normally um but that i've had that happen to a lot of my friends and that's that's a come to jesus moment for a lot of people because uh it has a very high mortality rate you know what i mean yeah you know fucking you're talking about Janis joplin you're talking about bon scott um and i'm sure there's others but those are the two off the top of my head um that that happens to that happens to fucking people you know although i will say this it it, it happens when you fall asleep on your back it doesn't happen you said you fell asleep face down well and i don't sleep on my stomach ever so that was all, i mean that was kind of weird but yeah it was that's what right. i was face down i was face down puking into the pillow <laughs> yeah if you had been on your back that would have been she would have woken up to a dead ashers but like you know because there's nowhere for it to go then it just sits in the back goes right back in, yeah yeah but it's when you're when you're face down at least you know you're gonna make a mess and you're gonna wake up with your face full of vomit but you're gonna survive that one but yeah man that's uh that's a wake-up call to a lot of people it was you know intense. what i mean they I mean, their shit you know you know yeah. it, that's definitely very disgusting and uh i'm very sorry ann um you know she, she was not happy <laughs> but but uh, you know at the same time she was happy that i did not die so um there's that but you know i but yeah i mean it, it scared me i mean i was drinking and i, I didn't you know, I I still I, I did drink still. I just didn't drink that much. Um, probably. I mean, you know, I I think about it and I'm like, how long? You know, how long have I been drinking for? I've been drinking for a long time, and uh, you know, this is the first time that's ever happened. So I mean, the chances of it happening again, it's not impossible, but it probably won't happen again. But it's not going to happen again because I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> so. Well, was there? So I kind of learned what the recipe was for me to go pee pee in my pants when i'm sleeping is it's usually a combination of whiskey and uh some type of thc substance yeah and that's what'll do it for me right is is do you was there a special cocktail or something or were you drinking gin and 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 bananas or some shit our buddy our our buddies uh aaron d's and and his wife sarah d's from uh hey strangeness they they brought pickle beer and yeah. you know at one point and i'll tell you something that sounds disgusting but it was actually pretty good it just straight up tasted like pickle juice and at one point i'm sitting here uh, in one hand i've got my rum and coke and the other i got my fucking pickle beer so that was right. probably what did it <laughs> yeah, those you know what it's the rum and rum and cokes are tricky because of not so much the rum but because of the coke because you're drinking a lot of fucking sugar and that can throw your whole body out of whack i have some of my worst hangovers are rum and coke hangovers and it's because of the it's because of the coke you know well usually i have to drink soda with my alcohol because i'm diabetic and if i don't if i don't have sugar with my alcohol 
then my blood sugars will tank. Like I will have a low, low, yeah. low, low. And so like that usually like that's the time it's, it's exciting for me because I can have regular soda because I, I can't normally. Um, but when I drink, I can. Um, and even then, so, I mean, it could be something to do with that. I don't know. And either way, um, you know, so it was not, uh, it was just an interesting thing. And so I was, I was scared to drink and, you know, which is not entirely a bad thing. So I, you know, I think I'm kind of done with that for a while. <laughs> you know i'll just um you know smoke pot and do cocaine sometimes um i'm just kidding i don't do cocaine um but but if i did um i would still be doing it now (laughs) um you know take some fucking shrooms on the weekends whatever um but anyway so that was pretty much my weekend like i said it was a it was a weird come to jesus moment speaking of sobriety sobriety i mean that's not cool like there was nothing fucking fergalicious about that like that was not (laughs) like that that was not girl boss like that was fucking that was gross and embarrassing Uh, and shameful uh, fuck those people and i'll probably do it again in about three months nobody cared everybody was like ha 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 you know Ashes got so drunk she peeked in the bed and i was like ha ha yeah well what's the what's the next event on the horizon i mean i assume we could talk about that now let's talk about it um yeah the next event it's 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 a big and it's a big one for me but it's not really that big of an event but that's but it is it It, is after this year shit we're gonna blow the fucking roof off that place it's yeah it's gonna be insane um uh, yeah i'm excited about it um so yeah uh january 29th uh at the lafayette hotel in marietta ohio i will be speaking at the paranormal expo so there's that that's a thing um you know i had said i'd been saying that my goal for 2022 was to be um speaking at at these all these events i've been going to Mm -hmm. and um i I guess i didn't expect for me to already have met that goal in january 28 (laughs) days in (laughs) right 28 days into the fucking month box I'm already doing the damn thing. So that's going to be really cool. Um, Pat is supposed to be there. <laughs> we'll fucking see. I don't know. There's no reason I can't. I'll be able to drive by then. I'll, I'll be I'll be fully recovered and return to work. So uh, Because they're but, also, for whatever reason, I mean, they're giving us a table. So we have to sell some shit. And you can come <laughs> buy some shit. I am literally oh. bringing. <laughs> we, we will be selling shit. Oh, I'm going to go through my garage and find all the stuff I want to get rid of. So there's going to be, I mean. Funko Pops and uh, some of my records. <laughs> it's okay. How much of shit I'm gonna put all this shit I want to get rid of in my trunk? Fucking garage sale. At the- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I just put fucking on Wednesday we talk weird stickers on everything. You want know, Wednesday we talk weird space heater? One of a kind. Here you go, thirty five dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really hope that those sell. I I would be I'll be so proud of you when when they're it's all sold out. Everything. Um, I'm just gonna go through all my shit. We're just gonna paste the ground and all. I think no. I think that's I'm I'm all here for it. Um, you know, no, that's that's great. Um, but we'll have I mean we'll have on Wednesdays. We talk weird everything. So like yes. space heaters and uh, you know, shirts like and that. stickers and magnets. Yeah, and, dumb shit. You know. Yeah. So it, it'll be it'll be great. So we've been you know I've been planning for this. I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest with you. No fucking idea what I'm gonna talk about when I get up there. But uh, you know, I'll figure it out. So we should um, run a kissing booth too. And just fucking whore ourselves out. That's, I'm not, it's a, we're in the middle of a pandemic still. <laughs> if you want to whore yourself out with a kissing no, I got heart surgery. I can't do that shit, but I'll, I'll collect the money and fucking make sure no one roughs you up without paying first. 
<laughs> we'll just like i don't know we'll pick a random person to participate i'm sure some i'm sure one of our weird friends would be more than happy to do that people would be like i thought i was gonna kiss asher he's like nobody fucking said that my guy right. <laughs> right. you know so i don't know maybe we'll like make a doll of me and that's what they get to i don't know uh, anyway you know so many ideas um but but we will be there um i, I will definitely be there for sure um pat will also 99 percent for sure be there sure um and the night before we are doing now i know that the the hotel itself now this expo is ran by the um paranormal team that that run the tours and shit for the haunt because this hotel's really fucking haunted supposedly it's you know historical it's really haunted um but i know they're doing like some type of paranormal thing that you can do the night before um don't do that do it with me um i'll be doing a, i'll be doing an investigation um we will be staying there at the hotel and um i haven't decided i might live stream it i don't know not making any promises but um i will for sure be doing it and uh you can book with me and do that with me if you would like um it will be a, a group effort um so if you intend on going just let me know um and we'll figure it out but yeah so that's that's pretty cool i'm excited about it either way i'm fucking nervous um but i'm excited just because i mean it's weird because like i go and i do these shows you know on the internet and stuff that's not the same thing as standing on a stage and talking by yourself no but you know what this is uh this is what you want to position yourself as like a thought leader you know what i mean it's it's one thing to not to talk shit but it's it's one thing just to run a booth and like pay money for a table so that you can sell shit like there's nothing wrong with that america was built on capitalism but I think it's completely it's a completely different vibe if you go there to speak and and speak for an event. And I think that's kind of the way you want to do this. That's yeah. a, that would be my advice is is that I think this is good that you're doing it. And it, you know, like you said, it's a smaller event. Okay, well next year it won't be after they get a load of you. Sure. And uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. And this isn't a, this isn't a bad event for January. And I think you you know you get a couple of these uh, hood rat events under your belt. And, you know, you can build up steam and move on to the bigger ones. I mean, I can't honestly say it's a small event. I don't really, I don't really don't know what it's like. Um, I've I've never heard of it. (laughs) You know, I can tell you that. Um, But, but some of our friends will be there. Um, You know, some of our friends are coming and that, that'll be great um, to have them involved and, you know, have them sell their shit. I mean, at minimum, I'm trying to kind of get the group to kind of take over the event and sell all their weird shit too. So, um, you know, there's that, but, but again, this is just the first of many um you know i'm just waiting for the other spots to open up it's they're hard to come by it's not like there's a whole website that's like hey do you want to speak at events here's a whole list of shit that pertains to you you know it it doesn't work that way um so you know some of these events are you know kind of planned out in weird ways and it's just a matter of catching it and putting in your application quick enough right so um you know that's kind of where that's kind of where it is um in the meantime, uh, upcoming uh, on the 10th of December, I will be doing, um, I'll be on uh, actually Bigfoot Society podcast with Jeremiah, you know, Byron. He's having me on there. I know he does like a, a Friday night live stream. Um, so you can come hang out in the chat. You can interact, um, you know, before that point, go listen to Jeremiah's stuff. He's, he's great. Jeremiah is awesome. Um, he's a really good show, really awesome guest. Um, it's not just people like me on there. I mean, he's had like Jeff Meldrum on there. I mean, he's had some pretty big names. Um, our buddy Tobias Whalen's been on there. Go check him out. Um, you know, and I like him. I yeah. Not Tobias. Why not like Tobias? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah. He's I I I thoroughly enjoy his content. 
and uh i i mean that with the utmost sincerity and and he's he's cool you apologize to tobias right now he's so wholesome no, he, he knows i've met him in real life he knows that you like him yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you guys are gonna, on, you guys are gonna have beef now you're gonna have fucking internet beef. no god no i've had him on my past three podcasts you he's talk to part of the five timers club we we've met in real life at, at gaming conventions no he's cool <laughs> No, Jer- no, Jeremiah's great too. Tobias is great. Jeremiah is great. Yes. Um, you know, we only associate with the, with the best of the best, so um, there's that. But <laughs> everybody else, you can't sit with us. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, that I think that's really all I have for announcements. I don't really have any news this week. Um, there there has been lots of news, but I'm still trying to pick a lot of it apart. Like I said, I've been busy trying to get my own life together. I'm also writing. I guess I'll, I'll announce this. Um, uh, one of my friends, she does the uh, Feminine Macabre book series, which is all female, well, I'm sorry, all women written, um, paranormal research, essays, things like that. Um, you know, it's chapter by chapter. Everybody kind of gets their part. And I will be contributing for the third volume. And I don't, I can't promise you when that's going to be out exactly, but um, you can get the first one and the second one already and go check out the women in the field that are brilliant and definitely deserve the recognition. So, like I said, between writing presentations, writing my own book, finishing my documentary and writing this uh, little piece for this other book, I've been busy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I've got other private investigations going on right now that I I can't talk too much about, um, but you know some some very very fun stuff happening i am also sending out christmas cards there's oh my gosh announcement after announcement with this one this is a banger um i'm doing christmas cards this year and um i am sending out uh on wednesdays we talk weird uh stuff um some stuff some stickers maybe some magnets maybe a keychain i don't know i don't know you'll have to sign up to get a christmas card in order for me to uh in order to see what you get so if uh if you want to be added to that just send me a dm anywhere on social media with whatever address you want me to send it to and i will send you a christmas card that i'm going to personally sign and you're going to want to keep it because one day that's going to be worth a lot of money so sure will (laughs) anyway all right so let's get in the topic you got anything else you want to share before we get into this topic uh no no okay cool so um yeah we we talked a lot last week last week was ended up being a very interesting episode it was, it was kind of all over the place but i don't think that was a bad thing um you know we we had a lot to talk about in the beginning and one of the things that we had talked about was the max headroom incident which has you know gone on to have this um you know this uh podcast that we got today so you know have you ever gotten an alert on on your tv or anything i mean i'm sure you have right uh tornado warning severe weather alert um Mm -hmm. things like that they're fucking horrifying like that Mm -hmm. that noise and i mean it's it's really really scary um and especially if you've ever gotten it and you've been um affected by something like a natural disaster like if you've been in, in a natural disaster with that noise you really associate it with that yeah. And it becomes very triggering but even if you haven't everybody it's always scary you know you get the amber alert on your phone and shit it's like four o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden that your phone's you know buzzing you know like what the fuck what's happening it's the end of the world and it's just you know i mean it's sad but it's just oh look out for this you know 1997 red saturn or whatever <laughs> like you know the four-year-old in it i don't know um you know but 
a couple of times, um, you know, people have have hacked into the emergency alert system and they've used it for for various things or they have just straight up broken into broadcast or, you know, things like that. And like we talked about with the Max Headroom thing, um, that really wasn't scary. Right. What people associate it as being scary. Yeah. And I think that a big part of that is because just having your, just having the unexpected happen, no matter what it is, no matter how dumb it is, um, is jarring to us. And so, you know, but this is also, you know, typically you'll find the Max Headroom thing um, on you know a list of of scary events or whatever and still not all of them are scary and we're going to talk about some that that aren't um pat what do you know about what what, what do you know about these broadcasts well i know uh, you know i guess i I could have brought it up during the news thing but this week is actually less so last week was the anniversary of the max headroom incident but uh this week is the anniversary of another incident the southern television broadcast interruption which is something that happened over in the uk and that, uh, coincidentally enough, was a little bit scary. Uh, it definitely, um, it definitely was um, a little bit more uh, fourteen or, or paranormal in nature. Uh, okay. There was a clear-cut message: someone hijacked uh, BBC commercial radio on December sixth, nineteen seventy-seven, and. Although, actually, I'm sorry. It happened, uh, first it happened uh, November 26th, 1977. It happened again on December 6th. But basically, uh, someone claiming to be a uh, representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command took over uh, the BBC and uh, issued a warning to the people of Earth uh, foretelling a great awakening as the planet passes into the new age of Aquarius and that i could see freaking the shit out of people you know because we kind of when you think about like tv and radio we're very isolated in our homes sure and this is kind of what we use to you know people leave the tv on they leave radios on and they feel connected to a much larger they feel connected to everyone else and when you manipulate that connection you can really fuck with people's heads and that that's kind of why um these incidences number one they come with penalties you know these people people that do these if they get caught they usually get fined or they get you know probation no one really goes to jail for this shit but uh there are repercussions and it's the reason that you can go on the internet and find scores of cases about these that are well documented and 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 talked about is because they do kind of stick out in our psyche because it is so jarring I mean, it is, and I agree with that. Um, you know, then that's that's what I think about some of these kind of sillier ones. I mean, you just it, it's just very unexpected and sudden, and you're like, uh, okay. Um, you know, with that one, that, that I think that would that would freak me out. I'm terrified of aliens, so like I, I would be very scared of that. Um, interesting that that they mentioned the age of Aquarius. I did read about that one a little bit, but you know, there are some people that even believe to this day that that particular interruption, like they didn't find who it was um you know they they believe that it actually was aliens oh i'm sure there's some people that believe that of course you know and that's 
weird. <laughs> I mean, why, you know, why, why did they, you know, but, but yeah, they never, you know, they never did catch who it was. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think the motive would be for something like that? I mean, just like with the Max Headroom thing, I mean, just to fuck with people or. Yeah. I mean, this, in this specific case, if we're talking about the Southern television broadcast interruption, um, they had a message of peace. Um, they had a message. They, they wanted all of our weapons to be destroyed. It was, they were, I mean, I could read the whole thing, but it's actually really long. It's online. You can look at it. The short it was, version. It was six minutes of it. So. Yeah. The, the short version is, uh, which appeared in uh, an issue of the 14 times. Uh, so I'm going to read a short, a short message real quick. Um, this is the voice of Asteron. I am an authorized representative of the intergalactic mission, and I have a message for the planet Earth. We are beginning to enter the period of Aquarius, and there are many corrections which have to be made by Earth people. All of your weapons of evil must be destroyed. You have only a short time to learn to live together in peace. You must live in peace or leave the galaxy. So this is kind of already, I don't, I don't know what their definition of a short period of time is, but, you know, this was 19, this was 44 years ago, and we're still... Yeah fucking fighting over toilet paper in the streets so sure clearly we we shit the bed or in asher's case puke the pillow on this one um, puke the pillow i love it <laughs> but yeah i mean this is kind of like standard new age fucking dribble but um you know i could see in 1977 this if you're standing there washing dishes in your kitchen and this suddenly comes on um i would shit my pants Oh yeah. You know, I would drop whatever cup I was washing and it would crack, you know, if you can imagine it and I'm playing out in a movie, the you know, thing fucking shatters against the ground and I run outside and I tell the kids to get in the house. Like I I would be rattled. <laughs> this 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 guy's shit on me. Um but it looking back I think it seems kind of goofy, especially some of the words that they use and all this. Here now the voice of Rillion. The representative of the Ashtar Galactic like Command speaking to you. Like this is like poorly written sci-fi nerd shit. But uh, <laughs> in the yeah. right context, in the right context, no man, this would this would freak the fuck out of you. you oh know? yeah, I'd be scared. I mean, I I don't. Do you think people were nicer to people after that? Do you think anybody really took it to heart and was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna fucking be super nice now"? No, because I think they got really scared, and then when it was kind of. Uh, written off as being a hoax they probably got really angry okay you know what i mean yeah well that's i mean that's probably a good point i mean i guess it's like you know covid like within like the first three months of covid happening we're all like i'm i'm just i miss my people and i'm gonna see everybody every day and i'm gonna gonna stop taking life for granted now we're just all back to being regular jack-offs again so yeah um, you know that just happens i guess the uh the, the idea of it kind of fades away but you know that that is a fun one um you know very early one and that's that's really exciting that you know that that happened at any point in time um i want to talk about the uh another one that was really scary i mean granted you know again it's a it's a hoax but or most likely a hoax um but uh you ever watch that uh you know that show mayday you know about that show mayday <laughs> no i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about never watched mayday huh what a weirdo um no it was actually a uh it was a canadian television series mayday and uh in australia in 2007 um they were they were showing mayday for whatever reason 
and uh randomly um some you know uh the broadcast was interrupted and there was an audio loop being played over top of it and uh, this also lasted for for six minutes and the audio loop all it was was uh over and over again uh jesus christ help us lord for six minutes (laughs) and so people were pretty i mean they were pretty scared of what was going on um no video or anything to accompany it um but it it did continue to play for that six minute time period then eventually it stopped um no again nobody was ever uh put to blame for that but what they did find was the um the actual line the jesus christ help us lord um was actually from a news broadcast um that i think had to do with like a fire or something like that and uh and they and they pulled it from that so it, so at least like the origin i guess of the clip was found um but nobody ever really found who did it or why they did it or what um i think that's kind of what drives me nuts, nuts about these things the most is that there's not a lot of questions answered after <laughs> something like that but i mean can you imagine you're just trying to fucking enjoy your sunday and you know watching a, a mayday marathon and all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> in australia trying to enjoy some good old-fashioned canadian television and you can't even do that much um there was a there, there was a similar incident in uh 1987 that happened when um the playboy channel was disrupted by a text only religious message yeah and the message said uh thus saith the lord thy god remember the sabbath and keep it holy repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand uh, and it ends up they actually found who did it, and it was an employee of the Christian Broadcasting Network. And this was, you know, back in the uh, back in the eighties, like I said, it was nineteen eighty-seven. So that's when you know people that did this. It was a high, highly specialized set of uh, knowledge, and they could kind of figure out who does who's doing this shit. You weren't doing it at home. These weren't hackers or anything, right? It was. It had to be a guy that worked at a different TV station that was able to, you know hijack the equipment and do this and um you know he got like community service and like a thousand dollar fine and that was it but uh it's funny because that's that seems to be uh, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole just yet but that's a very big correlation so we when we talked about the max headroom thing last week we kind of were talking a little bit of shit and we were like you know whoever did it was very intelligent to figure out how to do it but once they had once they had hijacked the uh the station they kind of didn't know what to do with it right and and a lot of these instances when people do hijack these television stations they like mostly what they do is they play porn at inappropriate times yeah (laughs) that's like that's like the go-to thing is like oh we're gonna hijack like a cubs game and like show titties for 30 seconds yeah or like children's programming which is kind of like that seems a little bit more uh, fucking malicious. weird yeah because what are you doing that for like, what are you well, trying to do? You know? just i mean i guess just to do it i don't know but, but let's talk about that let's let's get into yeah. that rabbit hole because i tell you most most of the research when you look into this kind of stuff most of it is people showing porn in places where you shouldn't show porn <laughs> <laughs> that's like okay i figured out how to take over nbc what am i gonna do show 10 seconds of porn all right <laughs> like okay that's exactly and how do you think they well okay well we'll we'll talk about some instances and then we'll kind of banter a little bit about it um so like pat said some of them have been like children's programming i know the the handy manny one is a really like that's a big one um yeah. you know and handy manny was a, a it's a toddler show even on uh on the disney channel and junior, uh, yeah. 
uh, yeah, and it was, um, you know, it was interrupted with porn. I don't know exactly what kind or for how long. I don't remember. Um, because there's instances, of, like you said, instances of these that are just vast. There's so many. Um, you know, and I don't think that one was ever figured out who it was. Um, uh, you know, but that's a big one people talk about um, because it's it's like considered lost media. Nobody's got like proof. Some of these are considered uh, lost media. And, you know, we've kind of touched on that a little bit, um, I think, in the Snuff Films episode, or, you know, that and uh, also the uh, Armin Mivis episode, um, there was some lost media involved there. But, um, yeah, so that that's considered a piece of lost media that people have never found again. I don't know why you would want to see it, but okay. Um, well, what's interesting about that one, that happened May 1st, 20, uh, 2007. That happened on Comcast, and it happened nationwide. You know, a lot of times these are local affiliates that people hijack. But that one in particular um, was the entire Disney Channel. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. It was just for people in New Jersey. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. That it makes was sense not now. the entire Disney Channel. But though. still, people in New Jersey, you know, <laughs> uh, probably didn't even notice what was happening. But yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, another big one is when they somebody hijacked, what was it, the Super Bowl? That was 2009 too, wasn't it? Oh, no, yeah. 2007 was Handy Manny. Super Bowl was 2009. Right. And that um, was in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, and the, the Super Bowl that year was between the Arizona Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers during the fourth quarter. So there was a lot of eyes on that one. Yeah. And uh, they showed pornographic video of Wild from Wild Cherries 5 for 28 seconds, which is a good run. Wow. Yeah. Let me see who's in Wild Cherries 5, if there's anyone that I'm familiar with. Are you curious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, what was I going on? What part of this? I mean, what part did they show? You know, and what did they say when they, I mean, when they came back on the air, were they like, oh, sorry about that, folks? Or, you know, was any, is that a gun in your pocket? Are you just happy to see me? I mean, what did they say? Did they just ignore that it happened? I don't know what you do. Well, the, the, the you know, the national broad, the national like commentate, sports commentators that were uh-huh. like calling the Super Bowl probably had no idea. But yeah, um, yeah that's and now. On, <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones for numerous reasons. On April 20th, 2012, three minutes of gay pornography were broadcast during the morning news show on Channel Zero, uh, an independent station in Hamilton, Ontario. So not only was it 420, it was 420, yeah. <laughs> three whole minutes of dudes fucking. <laughs> that was a great way to start the morning. I love that. That is a good way to start your 420. That's how yeah. everybody should celebrate 420. Um, <laughs> wow. That is, what else you got, Pat? I know you had some, uh, a lot of notes. What else you got in the porn, in the porn interruptions? Uh, World Series, game one of the 1988 World Series, known for Kirk Gibson's famous walk-off home run, which, of course, <laughs> listeners of the show, who's not familiar with Kirk Gibson's famous walk-off home run of game one of the 1988 Open, uh, 1988 World Series, um, showed porn for 10 seconds. And uh, they they were able to catch the person. It was an unidentified technician from the NBC affiliate in Macon, Georgia. Um, which is like, that's the other thing, too, is like, these people got to be fucking unhinged. You know what I mean? Like, because you know that you're going to get caught. Like, you're sitting there in the, in the, in the TV station, and you're like, I'm going to switch over to porn for 10 seconds. You know? But, I mean, that guy probably knew he was going to get caught. But I, like I said, a lot of these don't. You know, you know, I, I was thinking about when I was researching this is I wonder if there's any correlation because that's kind of how we started this little segment. Is we were like, what's with people 
broadcasting porn over children's programming. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with Fight Club. Well, okay. Because that was like Tyler's Tyler Durden's whole big thing was that he was a projectionist and he would slice, uh, you know, a few frames of pornography into Disney cartoons. And that's 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 a little bit in the movie is that they do this, and all of and a lot of these cases like you know obviously. <laughs> World famous game one of the nineteen eighty eight World Series, known for Kirk Gibson's famous walk off home run. We're not talking about that one. That was nineteen eighty eight. That was twelve years prior to Fight Club. But um, the rest of these are all all post Fight Club. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. That's it's just why some people, fucking dude broads like, oh yeah, Fight Club. Why people, yeah, chose to do the combo of because I mean. My, if I had this kind of technical expertise and was able to do something like this, I would fake alien invasion 100%. I think there's two camps of people in this world. There is the people that, that show porn and, and inappropriate times or the people that hoax alien invasions or zombies attacks, which we'll get to in a second here. Um, and then there's the slim, slim majority, slim group of people that choose to use it to like proclaim fucking Jesus or whatever. Um, yeah, I uh, I would definitely be in hoax alien invasion camp. Oh yeah, you me know, too. That's just the way I'm wired. But the porn people, I, I, I maybe it's a Fight Club thing. I don't know. You know. Okay. All right. All right. I see that. I see that. Oh, well, I I don't I don't really know either. Um, I I think I mean just because. Well, why did the Max Headroom thing do? Why why they do what they did? I you know, just because the pieces can't. the pieces of that one are there though because. Max Headroom, at least, like, I feel aesthetically fits what they were doing. Because Max Headroom was supposed to be, like, this cyberpunk renegade VJ host. He was this artificial intelligence. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it, kind of, it kind of fit a little bit. But they just didn't do anything good with it. Like, they didn't, he didn't say anything enlightening or fucking galvanizing or anything. He just kind of did stupid shit. Like, they didn't, they, they kind of botched the landing. Like they had it, it was two thirds of the way there, but they kind of fucked it up at the end. Um, you know the the Southern Television broadcast interruption where they talked about you know the aliens in the age of Aquarius. Like, hey man, they wrote a script for that. I'll give them props. I they put the time in, they put the work in on that one. Yeah, you know. Um, but the the rest of these are just like, oh, your your boobs. Like, yeah, it's kind of fucking basic. But do you want to talk about the zombie one? Yeah, talk about the zombie one. Go ahead. You want me to? I, I can. I mean, if you, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I like. I don't you ever watch Steve Wilkos? I'm familiar with it. I saw that. Yeah, there was one with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, well, it was the same one, I believe. Um, you know, just spanned across. Uh, I know Montana, Michigan, and then I, I think Idaho. One of those states that don't matter. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um you know i i know about it famously because of steve wilkos personally that's the video that i saw of it um so yeah during an episode of steve wilkos i don't know if it was everywhere they were all watching steve wilkos but um an alert came across the tv that said that uh you know people were rising from the dead and uh you know all kinds of other you know cryptic i don't know if i didn't pull the i should have pulled the script for that one that's very interesting um go ahead pat what do you know about it uh, the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living. That was that was what the uh, audible message said. But yeah, they, someone hijacked the emergency alert system, and uh, it was in Montana, Michigan, um, La Crosse, Wisconsin, 
and uh or is it the new uh portales portals or something new mexico portals I don't yeah. know, some shit but yeah and they caught the guy because that he's leaving too big of a trail at that point but this was uh february 11th 2013 that was a big so, one i mean that was that's a lot yeah. of reach well that's so now we're moving into the era where you're not hijacking necessarily satellite feeds where like you're you're where you're bumping satellites and like you're you're kind of hacking in sure. i'm sure it was a completely different technique that this guy used than what they were using in the fucking 80s you right. know what i mean um but yeah because like and then just to talk about the gear aspect of it because that's what really fascinates me my one of my plans something that i wanted to do for a while um is become a ham radio operator Uh, i don't know if you're familiar with that kind of subculture at all but like you know that stuff always like fascinated me and cb radios and shit like that so i think what they were doing in the 80s was kind of like it was it was guys that worked for tv stations which there was a lot of people back then that did this kind of stuff um but also you could have a satellite dish for your home and the consumer equipment they were real expensive you know what i mean but if you had the money and you had the know-how you could have a satellite dish that could kind of like pick up stations from like other countries and shit and it was it was really weird like open source technology we don't get that now. Now you just pay for Comcast or Roku kind of started to get like that. Roku was the wild west for a little bit where anyone could make these random channels. I don't even know listeners. If you guys have Roku sticks, I don't know if you're familiar with these. There's a lot of like bootleg pirate stations on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole, I mean, I don't think it, it warrants doing a whole show, but like um, look into it, Google it. Cause you'd be really surprised. Most people get their Roku and they put on Hulu and they put on Netflix and they put on HBO max, whatever. And that's it. And they never, they never take it a step further. There is a lot more on there and it's not that hard to, um, to get your own TV station up and running on Roku. I actually know people that do it out of Aurora, Illinois, which is where Wayne's world is from. Um, but yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's very cool. But back then, in the 80s, it was kind of similar technology with these satellite dishes, where it, there was this whole DIY uh, broadcasting and transmitting and receiving signals and stuff. And and the nerds had the uh, technology to kind of like really do their own fucking thing and kind of skirt around the FCC. Going back to the first one that we talked about, the uh, southern uh, television broadcast interruption that happened in england england had a long history of pirate radio stations right because the bbc was government run so if the government didn't want you to listen to sex pistols you wouldn't hear the sex pistols on any radio stations right Right. so they would have these boats that would be out in the ocean or the english channel or i don't know the fuck they were but they were on the open seas and they would be broadcasting pirate radio into england and this was a big fucking deal and um there'd just be these these djs these guys these record people out on the boats and playing records and playing music and and doing their own thing and sometimes the government would fuck with them other than that they got shit to worry about they're not really too concerned about that but i mean that was that was uh an environment where all of their media was state run and very closed source so now they're utilizing this technology to create open source media where anybody can do something. America, we were always a little bit different because we had public access and we had, you know, um, we had this stuff kind of already available to the consumer. And a lot, most people didn't even want to bother with it, right? It was just kind of for the nerds, right? And uh, 
this zombies uh, intrusion that happened in 2013, this is where you see the kind of modern era where it's a hacker, right? It's yeah. a com- it's a computer hacker that's doing this. Well, because everything's not- digital at that point. Yeah, exactly. It, it, right. It's it's just, you're done through it's done through computers and it's done through that. It's not the same as like a, a, a you know a radio engineer or a guy an amateur ham radio operator with a satellite dish on the top of his roof that built all this shit with car batteries and stuff from Radio Shack, right? It's some nerd in a garage with computers yeah. that you know doing that whole thing, and. Uh, I don't know. I get a real kick out of that. I get a, I, I like people that are that motivated. It gets <laughs> I mean, you going, huh? I wish I knew how to do that stuff. I was, you know, <laughs> instead of wasting my life fucking doing whatever, but like. They can play porn everyone, wherever you want. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, though. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not. Um, it, it doesn't seem to be as difficult now to do that. It's not as. I mean, it's it's interesting, but it's not as impressive to be able to do that as as it used to be. You, you got a lot less equipment involved, involved, um, especially with everything being digital the way it is now. But then again, they've also put a lot of different security measures in place. So I don't think, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. I just said it wasn't as difficult, but maybe it maybe it's harder. I, I'm not sure. I don't know how to do any of it. So. <laughs> that's a good uh that's a good question but no the um yeah i mean the zombie apocalypse thing that's always interesting um because remember when the cdc released like their plan for a zombie apocalypse and everybody freaked out yeah and they were like oh it's because zombies are real you know and people take this shit and they kind of run with it and they're serious but like i mean again you know you have that fucking that you know beep come on the screeching ass beep and then you know this ominous message like no matter what it's going to be initially terrifying you're gonna be like uh what you know you're you're gonna be you're gonna be scared um i want to switch gears for a second and talk about one that that really was um genuinely terrifying um and that was the um hawaii ballistic missile false alarm um pat i don't know if you read much about this one i lived it i mean i wasn't in hawaii at the time but like i remember when that should happen yeah Yeah. um so in 2018 um people all over hawaii had gotten an alert on their phone that they needed to take cover um that there was a ballistic missile heading their way and that um you know this was not a drill and people were terrified um they had you know people had been trying to find you know take cover there were people trying to like you know gather their kids into the sewers um it it was crazy and then the internet (laughs) what that's kind of fucking funny they're trying to shove their kids in the sewers and shit oh my god but, but what I would you no, think if that's, what you, if that's what you if that's what you're on your phone i mean that's that. what they got and uh sure right i mean you're like holy shit we're getting ready to get fucking nuked you know so um you know people were freaking out and the internet was like what's going on what's happening in hawaii everybody knew it spread like fucking wildfire but it got mm. to the point to where like these people couldn't even communicate anymore because the phone, the phone towers went down because there was so much activity going on and um you know it kind of overloaded the system nobody could really get through to anybody and uh 36 minutes after this was uh this text message was sent and people were thinking that these were going to be their last moments on earth um they got a message saying that it was a false alarm yeah and they were pissed i can imagine (laughs) they were like i just literally me and my kids just swam through fucking shit and this is fake (laughs) you know people were 
fucking livid. So what happened with that was, uh, you know, how could something like that happen? Um, you know, and this was kind of different. This wasn't an interrupted broadcast on the TV or the radio. This went off to everybody's phones. Um, and so, you know, everybody's like, was it a hack? I know that at one point somebody had found a picture of, um, God, who was it? I don't remember exactly who he was. A picture some guy posted on the internet who worked for the um, National Emergency Alert System. And in the background of the picture, he's like by a computer and you can see like a sticky note with like login information. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't say what it was for, but it had like the password and the username and everything. And everybody's like, fuck. Well, that's why. That's why this happened. Um, but it turns out that wasn't why this happened. Um, you know, the whole internet was speculating. They were like, what's going on? And then instantly the meme started. I mean, it was it was wild. Um, if you were on Twitter in 2018 or, or just on the internet in general, you saw it. Um, but, you know, what happened was just, uh, you know, they had this test that they ran. They would run the tests. And when they when they called to run the test, what they would do is the guy would pick up the phone and they had like special words that they would say before the test and after the test. And then they would say their spiel, which was basically the threat or whatever, whatever the message would be normally. And then the guy who picked up the phone is responsible for then sending out that message to everybody if it wasn't a test, right? Well, he just totally missed the part where um, it, it was a test, and he thought that it was real. Um, there was no superiors in the room with him. It was just him to make that decision, and he did, and he sent that message out to everybody, and uh, he was very apologetic afterwards, but he he lost his job. Um, a lot of people lost their but Pretty much anybody at all that was on the clock that day all lost their fucking jobs because of this. <laughs> so i mean in hindsight yeah it's kind of funny but in the moment i mean you know again these people lived this for 36 minutes they thought that they were gonna die that's why i think this was a psyop or i think that we at least have to entertain that idea because i can understand someone hit the wrong button i can understand hey there was a fail safe that failed right but 30 35 plus minutes yeah it took it took more than a half an hour for them to correct it for a retraction to be printed right no 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 that's that's when i gotta fucking say nonsense that's when i gotta say shenanigans that this was it makes more at this at that point it makes more sense that it was a fucking psyop it makes more sense that no we're gonna do this and we're gonna see what people do and we're gonna use that to um you know, uh, further refine the design of our uh, emergency response plans. And, you know, we know that people are going to act like this and people are going to act like that. And they're going to, you know, they're not going to shelter in place. They're going to flood the streets. Are they going to mm-hmm. loot? Are they going to rape, murder, and kill? Um, are they going to commit suicide? Is it, how, how is it going to spread on social media? What's, what's that going to look like? Right? I'm sure there was a whole other fucking division just watching it Twitter. How is this going to spread on Twitter? You know what I mean? Like a virus. That's an interesting way to look at it. Like, you know, I guess I never thought of it that way. Um, oh, because, I, I'm just, right. it, 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 there, no way, no way for a half hour. No way for a half hour. Yeah. Hey, because think about when you, like, do you ever get like Amber Alert corrections? Or oh, like yeah. when some, it's like an instantaneous. It's like five minutes later tops. Yeah. Right. It, but this, you're going to tell the whole entire fucking everybody in hawaii that the nukes are headed your way and it's going to take you fucking 36 minutes to say oops my bad 
Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we had received an alert one time for, uh, <clears throat> actually, for a hurricane. And we're in Ohio. We don't have hurricanes, so. <laughs> right. You know, and, and they were like, oops, sorry, my bad. Yeah, um, people hit the wrong fucking button all the time. But once once the dude's wife, who's at home while he's at work and he hit the wrong button, calls her husband and says, oh, my God, I just got this alert. Is everything okay? And he goes, oh, should I hit the wrong button? <laughs> yeah it's fixed immediately if no one else there's no reason that it should have taken that long to print their fucking retraction yeah no that's I, what i think they were monitoring and see what you know i that, agree with that and, and well like other things are a problem too and uh you know i wanted to bring up a, a little anecdote um about um these emergency alert things so back in uh 2019 um actually i i was i was in the middle of an i was part of a natural disaster um, we had the Memorial Day tornadoes here in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, if you don't know what this is, it was fucking devastating. Um, at at one time, <laughs> in one time period, over the course of probably about two hours, I mean, not even that, probably an hour, um, we had 18 tornadoes at once. Yeah. And it was fucking insane i mean it was it was madness um the uh you, you've probably seen our our local drunk weatherman jamie simpson because he made national news because he he was yelling at people <laughs> on the on air um talking about how people need to shut up and this is an emergency um and then also um our one of our other newscasters um at one point she's like trying to report and they're trying they can't report these tornadoes fast enough um, because you have multiple ones happening at the same time and she just bust out in tears and because she just she couldn't keep up and you know understandable it, w- it was scary uh my daughter projectile vomited there's lots of vomit in this episode i'm sorry but she <laughs> did she, i mean we were scared we didn't know what was going on and i was on the phone with my mom and uh you know i don't have a basement I, so we're we're in my bathroom and uh she starts puking everywhere and then i start screaming oh my god oh my god my mom's like what what's wrong <laughs> she, you know she thought that something horrible was happening and it was horrible um but we were safe we, were, we got very lucky um and we didn't get hit by it but let me tell you something the devastation afterwards is unreal i mean if you've never been in a situation like that or have seen anything like it i mean you never will again um you know see anything like that so it was it was horrifying needless to say um my daughter did not have a fear of storms before this point so when she hears that alert go off on the tv and i'll tell you it'll go off for flash flooding um she's immediately hyperventilating she's sick to her stomach you know she's traumatized it's traumatized her and um and i feel very much the same way i've always been afraid of storms that's another thing about i'm scared to death of storms um but i had kind of started to get over it uh over the years until this happened (laughs) and it was not so actually a couple of months ago and i think it was during it was actually yes it was during one of the joe bob nights um not too long ago over the summer we had a tornado warning and it was the first one that we had had uh since the memorial day tornadoes well i i'm not i'm not gonna say it's the first one it's not the first one but um this one we had a tornado warning we didn't know what was going on and that was the thing is that like nobody was reporting on it like none of the news was reporting on it i mean you couldn't find what was going on anywhere the radars weren't being updated it was fucking weird like come to find out the news station uh and we have, th- we have three of them local um but the one had lost power or something which is weird because typically they have generators and shit in place um and then the other ones just didn't fucking report on it 
And so we are freaking out, didn't know what was going on. It's a very scary situation to be in. That's a problem. Like, that shouldn't happen. You, you shouldn't have these alerts go out and have fucking nobody cover it at all. And, you know, I, that's when I realized that this was a big issue. And that's not the only time in my life that that's personally happened where you have, like, devastating weather, but you don't have any information to go along with it. Um, so I feel like this this uh, ballistic missiles thing, you know, that part of it, the fact that nobody was reporting on it at that point um, and kind of left everybody in the dark, I mean that's kind of weird because it seems like that's kind of a regular thing it's it's like nobody's obligated to give you a play-by-play while shit like this is happening and that that's not smart that's not a good way to have a plan that's a good way to make a lot of people panic mm-hmm. and so i'm telling you that was the goal and, and i think you're right i mean i think you might be right about that i think that's a really good i think that's a good point now i'm not saying that our tornado warning was that i don't think it was that it was just poor planning but um you know there is no planning for that kind of stuff it's weird you know shouldn't we have that i, I don't i don't know but you know who I, what, just a fucking big tittied redhead in ohio what do i know <laughs> um but you know that's just my two cents on, on that whole situation but but a horrible situation nonetheless i mean um very very scary um very much you know a zombie apocalypse like yeah that's jarring for a minute but when you have something like nuclear war you know that's different <laughs> because like that can that shit can absolutely happen um you know and to go on as long as it did i mean that was pretty wild so i don't know i have one that i really 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 want to talk about but i wanted to save it for last so pat if you had any more to to throw in here um yeah two things number one i just posted it in the chat uh so that you can look at it um and i'll post it online when this show when this show drops um so they something that i would recommend that anyone uh anyone listening has is um they sell fairly inexpensive hand crank solar portable radios that um you can charge a cell phone with uh it's got solar panels on it it's also got the hand crank to kind of generate electricity so you, it it doesn't need batteries. It also could be USB charged as well. So you can keep the thing charged with a micro USB uh, charger. And then um, like you would charge an Android phone or mini USB. And then uh, from that, you can use that as a battery to charge your cell phone if the power goes out. And then if that, once that dies, you can leave it in the sun and it'll charge itself or you can crank the hand thing. And like I said, it's AM, FM, and also uh, the national weather uh service uh radio band yeah which um i and honestly like dude i use this thing all the fucking time. religiously yeah yes i mean like first of all anytime we're going hiking or camping with the scouts i always have the weather band on so you can hear about you know what's going on uh in storms if you lose electricity and you need to know what's going on with the weather outside and there's no tv and there is no radio uh when we go camping and i'm spending the night out in the woods i like to put on fucking classic rock radio stations because i'm like out in the woods and i'm like oh my god there's fucking aliens all over the place but i can hear led zeppelin still so things are okay you know um it's just like my go like the most indispensable piece of fucking survival equipment that i have you know and i'm sure other people would argue like no you need a swiss army knife or no you need a compass it's like no this is what i fucking (laughs) this is my thing that like i it's always charged it's always ready to go and I use it like as much as possible. I fucking love the thing. So um, help help yourself avoid all of this shit, and make sure that you can communicate with the outside world. Because if something happens and the lights go out, 
Number one, you're going to want a, a, a way to charge your cell phone, right? You're going to want a source of power. And this, this device is like this. You know, you, most of us do not have solar panels on our house. I don't, okay? But this will be enough to get your cell phone charged. Yeah. This will be enough to, like, you know, keep you in communication because it's the lack of communication that makes people do crazy, stupid shit. Oh, okay? yeah. And oh, that's yeah. kind of what the theme of this show and to a lesser extent last week's show was about is when when this communication system, the, the TV, the radio, right, the stuff that we take for granted when it's hijacked and when it goes down, people lose their shit. Right. Right. Exactly. So keep keep yourself in the know. And, uh, you know, the the one that I posted a link to is 40 bucks, but I, I could have swore the one I got was even cheaper because this one actually looks really nice. And- yeah, no, this one, this one actually is really nice. And it's a very, um, very good piece of equipment to to have. Um, you, de- you definitely need it. I will post the link in the description. Uh, this one that Pat shared with me is uh, 10% off when you apply the coupon. So. <laughs> 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 and they come in different colors too. Like there's a red one and there's a blue one. I got I got a blue one, oh. but uh, actually the one if you look at if you look at the Amazon page, the one that it shows on the bottom right for eighteen eighty nine. That's the one that I'm pretty sure I got. I got the cheapo one. Oh wow! Well, but uh, yeah, they're they're really cool. So it's it's worth you know pr- prevent yourself from experiencing all the shit that we talked about today and and you know especially with the weather anomalies and chili sure i mean you got to be informed you know what i mean like that's that's very very important um but no this is this is a very this would be a very smart purchase for anybody especially if you're into going out in the woods or you know things like that um or just to have around the house so definitely definitely check that out um but go ahead continue the one other thing i want to talk about real quick and this could honestly be a whole different show topic but i wanted to just touch upon number stations um and these are something that i heard about uh, a couple years ago and it's one of those things that working on midnights or when I can't sleep at night, I'll, I'll randomly Google and just read about. So basically, uh, there's a couple radio stations, uh, shortwave radio stations that operate all over the all over the world. Um, and they they kind of continually just broadcast repeating number patterns or um, code words or, or whatever. Right. And um, there's no official explanation for what these stations, who these stations belong to or what they're being used for. But at this point, it's kind of understood that it's for uh, different governments to communicate with uh, intelligence officers that they have operating behind enemy lines, right? So let's say you're a Russian operative in the United States. And even though technically we're in a time of peace, trust me, there's spies here. Like, and we have spies in other countries, right? And those spies may want to check in and see if there's any new orders from home base, right? Well, instead of them getting an email, which could be intercepted or some type of communication that, you know, could be intercepted or hacked or whatever, uh, what they'll do is they'll utilize these shortwave um, radio broadcasts that go everywhere to everyone. And, you know, it, they'll just say like five, seven, two, four. Or like whatever, and they'll repeat that for a couple of days, and then the operative wherever they are knows what that means or something, right? Uh, and there's these are all over the place. Uh, they they they're in other countries, broadcasting to people inside the United States, and they're in the United States broadcasting to uh, 
to people in other countries. So it's kind of a thing that just happens, right? And if you if you're into ham radio or shortwave radio, you could pick up on these. And there's a whole list of known stations that are that have been broadcasting. And sometimes, you know, ham radio enthusiasts they'll find a new one, and yeah. you know, it'll be a big deal. And then it'll or another one will go off the air, right? And um, some of them are actually some theories are that they're actually like um, fail safes for uh dead switches for uh different countries nuclear arms programs and the idea behind that is is that if these like if if we were to nuke russia or something and um and really do a good preemptive strike and get to them before they can hit the button but we wipe off this radio station and this radio station stops broadcasting the broadcast itself and and the termination of the broadcast will trigger a nuclear response from automated missile silos that Russia has hidden somewhere, uh, which could all be bullshit. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? That seems like a really fucking sloppy way. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, it's like a really easy way to accidentally blow a lot of shit up. But that's one theory, too, about these stations. And these are referred to as number stations. And I invite all the listeners to go do research of their own because it's hella interesting. And that's all I got. Well, and like just kind of an offshoot on the number stations. Um, I do have friends that are really into the ham radio thing. And, um, you know, another thing that they pick up a lot is all this Morse code. Yeah. And it's it's very much alive and well and uh, very strange. You know, it's just a very strange thing. And, and most of the time, you know, what does the Morse code mean? You know, they're trying to pick it apart. And it, to them, it's nonsense. But it must mean something. Um, so, you know, it is a whole interesting world. I mean, you're right. We probably could do a whole show just on, on this, on this unseen world alone. Um, because there's a lot, a lot to it. Um, but if you really want to get into some weird secret shit, definitely check out ham radios (laughs) because there's some really cryptic stuff over there. That's for sure. Um, you know, but I don't know, maybe we'll talk about that sometime soon. I think that that might make a neat topic. I'd have to learn a little bit more about it. I don't know that much about it. Um, like I said, I only know because I have friends that dabble that, you know, they dabble in the, in the dark radio arts, but, um, (laughs) you know, and I, I just, I just know what they've said, but I mean, I could definitely speak with them a little bit more and get some more insight into it. Maybe bring somebody on the show, have them talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I want, that's something I like totally want to get into and I haven't, I don't know anyone that does it. You know, one of my friend's dads is uh, is a ham radio guy, mm-hmm. and she said that she would put us in contact with, uh, you know, I could pick his brain about stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a whole interesting subculture, which mm-hmm. uh, I definitely do love exploring my subcultures. Sure, so. sure. So, I mean, with that being said, I'm going to talk about my favorite, my favorite one. Um, and, Pat, you'll know about this. And I think people will kind of be surprised that this one gets brought up, but it's very, very, very important to me. So, in 1997, our buddy Art Bell was uh, taking calls <laughs> on his uh, his cool show, Coast to Coast how, AM. Have you heard of it? How could I forget? Yes. <laughs> you're, you're going out with a bang. I'm very proud of you. This I know, good. right? It's my favorite Bravo. one slow clap for you Ashers. you know what this one really could have maybe we'll do like a coast to coast recap show one of these days right and just talk about various things talked about but but this one i think that you know it really doesn't fit anywhere else but it probably could be its own show yeah no definitely um but um you know art bell received a phone call from some random fellow who was very um nervous <laughs> i guess um he was freaking out this guy was freaking out and uh he was saying that he 
had previously previously worked for area 51 um that all kinds of scary shit um you know he was just talking about how you know the the government knows about aliens um the government will come and find him and you know execute him or whatever for telling um it's just weird a a bunch of really cryptic stuff about what happens at area 51 it didn't last very long and uh this was just totally (laughs) we'll talk about thoughts in a moment um it didn't last very long because the entire radio station yes was cut off yes and everything went down not just the local affiliate it was like everything it would be like if abc went completely off the air like boom everything went down right it wasn't just that right it wasn't just that show like you said it was just the affiliate it was the entire radio station went off the air and uh when when they came back on um you know art bell himself who who's no stranger to strange things um was was very shaken i would say he was very shaken because he was mm-hmm. like uh our whole station just went down folks that you know this isn't a joke this isn't a hoax that just happened and everybody was like what the fuck you know how weird what perfect timing uh for the whole entire show to go down um a couple of i think it was a couple of months went by and then uh somebody had called back in saying that hey i was the guy i was the area yeah. one caller yeah and uh they're like oh really he's like yeah you know it was just a hoax and then you know he was like oh well can you do you know can you do an impression and he did he kind of did an impression and and you know everybody was satisfied and they're like okay but there's still a lot of people that are not convinced that that's what happened uh they believe 100 percent that the person that called wasn't was probably somebody that knew too much that was saying too much and that the government had a hand in shutting it down um what do you think about this pat oh my god it's a good one. Oh, I'm going to talk about this for another half hour. Good. I, uh, so first of all, Art Bell had, one of the things he used to do is he would open up, um, the, like the wild card line. Sure. And, uh, yep. what he would say is like, okay, like if, and it would be like a different theme. So it'd be like, if you've ever talked to a ghost, call this line. And that's the only people that were supposed to call the line that night. Right. And that night he had, um, if you if you've worked at area 51 call this line so the dude called up saying that yes i was an area 51 employee so let's talk about what he said or what he suggests sure. okay number one he suggests that uh these beings were um contacted through uh the early early uh like uh precursor to the space program but i forget exactly what he says but he kind of suggests that like the philadelphia experiment too like they were working on stuff and they were inter they were like from a different dimension and that these beings presented themselves as aliens but they weren't they were something else they were they were demons or they were there was some other explanation right and that there's natural disasters that are coming and that they're trying to move as many of as much of the population as possible to certain safe areas that will survive the coming climate change but it's not going to be everybody and that they know that like billions of people are going to die right like there's going to be plate shifts or something 
And if like imagine if like the movie like 2012 with John Cusack, yeah, like that, right? Where they're building those arcs, and like they know that like okay, like most people are gonna fucking die, you know, but we can save enough just to like restart the population. So um, that's kind of what the dude's story was. Now that is interesting as fuck, and that was interesting as fuck because like you said, it was what was it 97? It was like back in the day, 1997. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like. That that was some new shit, right? You weren't hearing too much of that back then. You were still hearing, you know, Greys come from the Pleiades and they work with the Nordics and they fucking they're trying to, you know, salvage our DNA. They weren't hearing that like, you know, these were interdimensional fucking satanic travelers, you know, uh transdimensional child molesters, you know what I mean? Like right. that kind of shit. Um, and that there was gonna be climate change and there, and mind you. Art Bell wrote the book, I believe, with Whitley Strieber. You, I mean, you have to check, but he wrote the book that The Day After Tomorrow was based on, the movie The Day After Tomorrow. He gets he gets the he gets the fucking screenwriting credit for that because it was based on one of his books. So, um, this whole idea of like massive climate change and like huge segments of the population just being fucking killed off—that uh, was something that that was kind of Art Bell's bread and butter for a while um so that's really interesting to see all that stuff brought up now it would be almost a little bit basic but back then it was it was fucking like whoa right um now i've never heard the recording of the guy calling back maybe it's out there i want to say it it is it is okay so i i really can't judge the two voices and say whether or not i believe it's the same guy um because i think that would be that would be point of contention number one is it the same guy right and if it's not the same guy then obviously it's uh they they got to that original guy they fucking killed him and they had someone else come on pretending to be that guy to squash the story and to give the story the ending that we all hear you know know it as having today now even if it was the same guy maybe then he was still fucking you know brainwashed for three months and tortured until they could put him back on you know maybe he did that under duress um i don't know or maybe the whole thing was bullshit maybe you know the cia sitting around one night listening to coast to coast am which if i was in the cia i would i would kill for that detail like let me just listen to what these people are talking about and fuck with them back to the cattle mutilation episode where we're that book that I read claimed that most of cattle mutilation stories were fucking psyops. Let's, uh, you know, hey, look, they're doing a, you know, they're, they're doing an episode of Art Bell's got the, the Area 51 employee line open. Let's call up and fuck with them, right? <laughs> so then one of these guys calls up and does this crazy shit. And then, boom, like for the, the cherry on the fucking top of the Sunday is to kill the radio station. Because that radio station went down. Oh, yeah. There's no debating that. That radio station went down. So did the radio station go down because they were really trying to fuck with people and they knew that that was the best, that was the best punchline? Or did the radio station go down because because somebody called in and everything they said the guy said was true and that whole entire story is true and there is, the government is in cahoots with some fucking intelligence from another dimension that claimed to be extraterrestrials at first but we found out they were lying right yeah. they're really fucking demons and that climate change is coming and 90 percent of the population is going to be annihilated like do we believe that 
or do we think that that guy was full of shit for a couple different reasons? You know, and that I mean? it just so happened to the radio station no, 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 no. that day. No, 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 no. Here, here's what I would even suggest. I would think that if that guy was just some random crank, if he was just some dude sitting in a basement smoking weed with his buddies, that whoever was listening, that there could have been somebody listening to that from an intelligence agency that heard that call and that panicked. Ooh, okay. And fucking killed it because they were, were like too close to being correct, or or they didn't know, or they were just like, yeah. oh, uh, and they didn't know if the guy was an employee, and he was so believable and so frantic, and was causing such a fucking, you know, be, like think of the War of the Worlds thing, you know what I mean? Think about whatever, like that could incite a pan. I don't know. I don't like. Know. I'm gonna tell you right now, if anything happens this episode. If it gets if the file gets corrupted, or it just stops recording or whatever, then we know for sure <laughs> we have our answer. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Will you guys make it to the end? Um, we'll see. But um, what I will say about it is that um, yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely have a couple of thoughts on it myself. Um, for one, okay. <clears throat> so I've listened to both. I've heard both. Um, okay. And, and Pat, when you're done with this, go listen to both. I'll send you both if you want. Um, I've listened to both and you know I will say that the second time that the guy calls in of course he's not frantic sounding he's all lighthearted. but when he does the impression yes it sounds like him I wouldn't question that sounds like the same fucking guy Um, but he maintained even on the you know on that second call that um, like although yes he did call and fake this um, it wasn't him that caused the radio station to go down and so that was that and did you just leave and come back dude <laughs> no that fucking happened and let's not, oh let's not let me just say this i will i see I will. that you're talking but i can't hear you talking oh are you God. fucking serious right now you're fucking with me aren't you no <laughs> are you can you hear me yes okay I, all right <laughs> i'll continue screen record this right now can you screen record uh, maybe you can't because you can hear me okay i'm gonna keep going and i'm gonna i'm yes. gonna finish this um so okay no shit um currently pat like i said you could probably um probably when we listen to this we can hear your side of it i can't hear pat right now he's talking we have like a chat on the side um for real that's what's happening but let me go ahead and finish um and then i'll, I'll wrap up so anyway, so the guy maintains that he did not uh, knock down the radio station. He says that that wasn't his, um, you know, that wasn't his fault. And so I think that even if this guy was faking, and even if the other guys in the station had a hand in knocking down the radio station somehow, and this is all a big hoax, regardless, I don't think that Art knew that that's what happened. I think Art genuinely believes everything that had happened. I think that he was shaken up i think that it really jarred him and i think that um you know he believes that this was all accurate i don't i don't know if he actually believes and you know i wonder because i'm sure he's talked about it after the fact after the guy called in a second time on whether or not he believes that that was the same guy or not um i would have to look into that because i'd be curious to know what his thoughts I'm, i'm sure i probably have um but i'll look into it again anyway um you know whether or not what the guy was saying was true i i don't know um 
but I'm I'm also a little <laughs> a little <laughs> jarred at my current situation. So uh, I don't know. But anyway, I'm now talking to a brick wall. Um, so <laughs> Pat says he will gladly work alongside the CIA. So that there's Pat's offer for uh, the CIA that's listening right now to this. Um, <laughs> that's trying to take us off the air. Um, this episode will go as planned, um, but Pat is willing to work with you. So pay him some good money. Um, anyway don't say that see nobody knows i'm having like a one-sided conversation right now pat says if he dies on the table it's because that they were trying to silence him yes that so that's what happens because this will be pat's last uh official wednesday episode we're gonna have some pre-recorded things that we're gonna put out there but um before he goes under the knife this will be his his last episode so yes if pat dies on the operating table this friday um it's it's because he was silenced and i want that noted and the whole world to know that that's what it is um but (laughs) anyway um so i uh am going to go ahead and wrap up this was a very interesting end to the uh wednesday episode but um yeah so what do you guys think with this in mind people are gonna think this is a fucking stunt that's what they're gonna think you guys aren't gonna believe that this is happening right now so i'm going to uh I'm going to record just a second of this just to kind of prove, I guess, that, that this is happening. Um, so this is on my side. Pat, give me one I, second. I'm going to have you talk. All right. Honestly, this is this, what our little record screen looks like. This does Pat, happen. Go ahead and time. talk. I am talking. This does happen from time to time. I can't so hear don't. shit. <laughs> I, I can't. That's it. That's Pat's wavelength. He's talking. I can't hear anything. This yeah, yeah, is yeah. the chat where I can see him chatting to me. Um, and then there's my, my volume button. It's, it's turned up. So I don't know. Anyway. All right. So I recorded that little piece of message for you guys. And, uh, (laughs) all right. Well, on that note, guys, um, hopefully we will see you back here next Wednesday.